0: A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production Samutsari Conversation with Mimi To connect with other women who may need someone to talk to Around everyday life issues and challenges From managing career and household To inner productivity, relationships, and other hot topics Samutsari Conversation with Mimi.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to my podcast, Samutsari. This is your Lola Aurelia, A podcast of uh, Samut is all about the hot topics of the day. It's a variety podcast show where we feature guests who have their passion and talents and professions that um, really create <laughs> a difference in... Um, other people's lives and today we're here to uh, inspire you again with another story from our guest from the Philippines and she's my namesake and I know her family I know her one of her sons because he went to high school with me so I'm gonna introduce now to you Tita Mimi Cortez Ocampo hello and how are you good morning Mimi and first thank you for inviting us in your show, in this oh, podcast I'm really thankful that you agreed to be a part of the show because I know that you also have other things that you are doing there. And uh, with everything that's going around, the, the, the time that we have is very, very precious to me. So I really would like to thank you for that. Our topic for today, Dita Mimi, is gracefully aging, how to keep young, active, and busy. Wow. I think you're a wow. the perfect person to interview for this topic. So let's start by introducing yourself to our audience, our viewers. Um, can you tell us briefly who Mimi Okampo is and what are you uh, busy with at the moment? What keeps you busy this year? <clears throat> Your cheetah Mimi is the right person for the show? Age 73. Wow, doesn't <laughs> look like I it. Age <laughs> 73. And first, I'm a wife a mother and the mother to three children who gave us ten, ten grandchildren. Wow. Okay, well we are together with the university when you were here and I served the university for some 45 years until I reached 65 but my service was continued up to age 71 and that was just last year 2018. So, that's how long I have been serving the University of the Philippines, Los Baños. Uh, Until 2018, I was a professorial lecturer, adjunct professor, but you know, until now, I'm still uh, making recommendation letters for my students. For their employment, for their entering graduate
0: schools, so I really don't feel I retired
1: already. So yes, young, parent, <laughs> talaga. Yes, so I, Tita Mimi, not yet. I, I, I um know for a fact that you travel a lot. Okay, you have your Facebook um post of recalling the the different places that you've traveled to, and and can you mm-hmm. tell me? why did you travel a lot when you were still connected to the university what was your consultancy role all about uh oh uh, i am very fortunate i have been very fortunate to have been given those opportunities uh first my five-year engagement with the sakawa peace foundation project the link card project uh, actually is strengthening the linkages, networking of our university with other universities and LGUs enabled me to attend conferences, uh, do some kind of exchange basis. So that's for five years. And that meant a lot of traveling, not only around Philippines in our project areas, but also in those project areas of my counterparts in Indonesia, uh in japan and uh other places else in uh, thailand so that's for five years but uh, even aside from that uh i again i am very fortunate to have been with card the center for agriculture and rural development Mm -hmm. mutually reinforcing institutions that's the biggest the largest microfinance NGO in the Philippines and that enables me to travel a lot uh, not only within the country but my first trip to USA in 1997 I guess to attend the first microcredit summit was through CARD I was a member of their delegation and lately after retirement as I've told you I've been to Africa for a World Bank funded project uh, on the implementation and the operation of their uh, training center at Nampula. I serve as their training coordinator so that's just uh, some of the few opportunities that I had in uh, traveling. Well I'm also fortunate to you know to link with other institutions that sent me to places like those, like I represented the country in the first Appropriate Technology for Rural Women Conference in Thailand. That was in the 1990s yet, still very young then. But uh, (laughs) I maintained my contact, you know, I contained, that's how I got to meet Mr. Aris Ali, who was also a country representative. And since then, I have maintained my contact with Dr. Aris Ali and with CARD. Okay. See the Mimi, maybe the people are wondering because you mentioned you have a lot of roles. You're a lecturer, you're a consultant, you are also an adjunct professor. You're very much entrenched with the extension NGO work. What is your field of specialization exactly that enabled you to be? available to these different subsectors in the university
0: like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show uh
1: first uh my bs I majored in extension education. Yes. That's working with rural people uh, in the Philippines, of course. That's what. And then my master's role is on uh, community development. Again, that will bring me to communities where my services are needed. Mm-hmm. I, yes, my PhD is on development studies. And as we know, development is a multifaceted discipline that cuts across different boundaries of development, ensuring that we have a better life, not only today, but also for tomorrow. So yeah. it just keeps on coming, coming, you know, going there and here and there. Uh, that's how my life has been. <laughs> In the university, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that question makes me think. yeah, what enables me. I was into fourfold function of the university, meaning first I was into instruction, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then that's formal studies, graduate studies of my students coming from different places. Some I was able to go two and this is. Yeah and then uh, aside from teaching and extension work I was also very active in research work. I have maintained my contacts with my fellow Japanese scholars and so sometimes I wear not only UPLB hats but also other hats of universities that we link with in doing research work okay Okay. and i am also able to slide to some administrative functions like i think i'm more known for that Uh as the director of alumni relations office of the university and for a time with the public affairs office of the university so Ah, uh, yeah, that brings me to all places, you know, meeting alumni here and there, social functions from birthdays, anniversaries, funerals, even. That's it's right. That's I know. See, the I, you know, Mimi. In in all honesty, I think you need to dump all those different hats and just be called an ambassador. I think you are an ambassador of everybody. You do everything for everyone, and you. Have the energy, you have the passion, you have the enthusiasm to do all of those. So you're perfect in your role. So so that's the work side. Now, how do you unwind, rest, and relax? What do you do when you're not working? What are your hobbies? Oh, I've got plenty of hobbies actually, (laughs) aside from work, which I consider is, you know, well, you really have to enjoy your work. So uh, it does not stress you so much because you are happy doing it. But see this? This one I'm wearing. Yes, yes. Of my, Explain um, to um, our listeners what advocacy. that is. <laughs> yes. Well, people will just look at this as beadwork, okay? Mm-hmm. But deeper than that, this is part of my recycling advocacy. I made use of used ribbons. for gifts I keep those I keep uh, papers gift wrappers and make them into beads paper beads and all other scraps like this is supposed to be thrown already you know I don't know if this is part of a dog uh, chain (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) these these are supposed to be thrown little things Papers, uh, beads that have been thrown away. You know, when my children were small, they were playing with the beads I have collected from different trips, and I was able to save some. And so I put them together. You can wow. see maybe that wall hanging over there, uh, the lampshade uh, yeah. with beads hanging there. Okay, that's also that's your project. What I also do. Yeah, that's what I also do and we are in the garden you can see the garden we have we have many plants i used to um, visit you there and uh, i i admire your plants you're just like my mom she loves plants and she surrounds her house with many many plants i think as a los baños um, citizen or native of los baños it's quite natural for you to be surrounded by nature (laughs) So, yeah, the, yeah. The, the beading project that you have, Tita Mimi, do you do it on your own or do you have a group? Do you sell those projects? What do you do with your beads? Oh. I failed to show you some of this. These are, this one, have you seen? Yes, I can see it. Yeah. You they're in, on display, it. yeah. Yeah, they're actually uh, done by me with other ladies. Some have retired, like the registrar of the university, you know, uh, Dr. Carol Santigliana. Yes, one of our bidders. Yeah, Dr. Santigliana. And uh, we have Cora Pera of economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Marilisa Tatigsai of environmental science, School for Environmental Science. and uh, some young ones, younger than us, like Jenny Contreras, who actually is our guru. She's the oh, most okay. experienced. And she's also into business, uh, selling her crafts. But the rest of us, Bill Dreb, also, much younger than us, Anishada Tan, Yvonne Cabanilla, uh, and the one who just passed away, your fellow Debcom, colleague Mayet Manta. We are uh, just no bidders. Mm-hmm. that's how we got to get, got to be together, the love for beadwork, work, doing crops. But actually, even before i I came up, uh, we came up with this group, I had friends who really introduced me to beading and that same this season. Santos Mm, and Francis Faustino, we would be beading our clothes. The (laughs) ones that I use for weddings as a sponsor. Okay, I want, I'll just get the clothes done by our costurer and then do the beading ourselves. And Mm. while beading, we're able to talk, we're able to sing and enjoy the fun, the night while doing yes. a big work it's, it's um yeah. what do you call that it's a good talking point during those events to see uh, your own product and to talk about your advocacy which is very very admirable to the Mimi and speaking of advocacy you're also very involved in different community groups community-based organizations can you tell me a little bit about that because I want to show or demonstrate to our viewers that you don't have to just do things for yourself but also to become involved in the community is also good for your mental health, good for your social life, and good for also connecting with other people? Uh, First, when I was still connected with the university, I did not accept being in the board of the NGOs I was working with. Mm -hmm. But after retirement, I said, okay, I'll accept. Uh, whatever board positions would be given me well the first three and then put a stop to that because mm-hmm. I cannot I cannot engage in so many okay so the first community work wa- that I accepted was to be with our church education arm the Christian School for International so I think I served for three terms that meant more than six years or so. Mm -hmm. So that's the first. And then the second, okay, was with the, in the field of medicine, the Los Banos Physical Medicine Rehabilitation Center. I also accepted being part of the board. And then the Hands of Love Foundation Philippines Incorporated actually uh it's the local philippines uh, sector supported by food for the hungry mm-hmm. of japan we are working with Aita communities in mindoro now other than yes and other than that well so many opportunities to help whenever there are typhoons earthquakes uh even in this time of covid Well, these are just the times where our community involvement is needed. Mm -hmm. Actually, just now, I'm going to show you this, actually ready for pickup. I said, if they come, we might as well be ready so we won't be disturbed in our interview. This (laughs) is it. Do you see? Yes, there's a box. Uh, There are two boxes. Two two boxes and envelopes. Okay this way these boxes will go to marawi marawi wow marawi city yeah because after three years since the devastation of marawi from earthquakes well they still need to be helped especially this this time of covid Mm -hmm. so yeah we don't run out of opportunities to to be of help to serve wow so yeah. serving Tita Mimi doesn't uh, doesn't bind you into an age group. As long as you can help, you can obviously whatever resources you have and whatever capacity you have. Um, you, there is always that drive to be of service to other people, and I think that's very deeply rooted, not just in your professional background but also in your personal values. So um, how how do you keep those values alive and who are your support groups, support networks that help you be, always be grounded as an individual? First, I, I have to credit my family, my parents, who raised us up, okay, instilling us that values of being of service, of being of help mm-hmm. to, to many, no? Uh, I think my parents' bakery absorbed so many unemployed uh, people from our barrio, giving them uh, jobs like panadero, you know, mm-hmm. panadero baker, uh, sellers, store sellers, and et cetera, and many part time. High school, college workers employed in our bakery just to be helped with their studies. So mm-hmm. I grew up in a, in a home where we were supposed to be only two at the beginning, Alex, you know, and I, and then became four. But I grew up with many people in our homes, those who need to be housed in the city so they can go on with their education because they come from the barriers Okay, so that already instilled in me even as early as my young age the value of one kinship. Okay, we have to love our kings. Especially uh, the needy ones, the those mm-hmm. who need to be helped. And then what more values have been instilled in me? Well I always attend. My parents always will require us, you know, to be ready on Sundays for mm-hmm. Sunday school. And so uh, for whatever we have become, we have always been grateful for everything in anything and everything. Be grateful. That's what we learned from as early as our kinder uh, days, No. You know in sunday school so love for god love for everything that he has created and that includes not only nature but people as well Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, so that has been ingrained in ingrained in us since our young days and so i credit my parents wow and it's so inspiring Mimi. your story is so inspiring (laughs) i feel like i want to cry right now because um the, this talks the, the the everything that you're sharing with me is not only shared with me but shared with other people. So definitely everything that you're telling me right now also resonates with others and kind of um helps them think about uh, how 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 they have grown up probably and also how those values need to be a part of them because. I think nowadays with the advent of technology, some of the kids are losing those, those values or how to get in touch with the ones that are most important. What do you think about that? Uh, e- even even in this age of technology where children are so you know, engrossed with their gadgets, the role of parents is very important even in the choice of programs you know uh, that uh, children need to be need to uh, listen to watch parents will have the biggest uh, role in the choice of programs that children should see mm-hmm. some people think that uh, you know engaging in those things are right but i don't think so because right this time were it not for our grandchild who helped us set up this uh, all all, all what you will require you know setting up the the phone uh getting your address signing in etc i've been helped by my granddaughter so uh, that's the positive side yes definitely i agree we don't like our children to be left out with the, what is happening in the world. We've mm-hmm. got to keep abreast with all these developments. Yes. But the guidance should never be uh, underestimated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's I think, the role of parents and even elders,
0: grandparents
1: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. us. So wow, that's that's great. So, Tita Mimi, with all your busyness, maybe one question is, do you ever get sick? Do you have anything that's bothering you in your age at the moment? Like some people um, in, within your age group, they already have, um, I don't know, diabetes or they might have arthritis. Do you have any of those conditions or you consider yourself perfectly healthy at the age of 70 plus? <laughs> I think all those uh, uh, sickness, type of sickness you mentioned are part of the landscape. But again, I'd say God has been so good to me. I'm able to manage my sugar, my cholesterol, my BP, too, always borderline. Well, times sometimes they're easier to... <laughs> they go up and harder to go down mm-hmm. but managing the food intake and the exercises i make and the gardening i do helps yeah if you see my garden that will already require for some that will already require a day yes to, you know to take her off also, my household we don't have domestic help, so we do things ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that keep us on the go every time mm-hmm. and uh, help us live healthily. Okay, so that's why exercises to bring your BP, cholesterol, your sugar. Uh, that's part of living every day. Mm-hmm. But still, I devote. I de- I still. I devote at least. 15 to 30 minutes exercises, physical exercises. How? Uh, there's that uh, 15 minute uh, walk a mile exercise. I do that every day. I also do the patting, the nine times of patting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do that also every day. So I'm salamat sa josh, thank God. And staying under the street under the tree they said uh what do you call that uh, what kind of healing Prani. uh, pranic healing ah i see oh so, yeah <laughs> pranic healing so well i i think i believe they help but i also take my medicines like mm. my vitamins we'll say vitamins vitamin b uh and then this time uh, vitamins to keep your nerves healthy and strong, you know, So at this age. But thank God I'm not into maintenance medicines. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that's I a do bonus. Do that. that is a bonus for you. you yeah. I, really, I really think you're one of the lucky ones. So, Tita Mimi, we're almost uh, towards the end of our very nice conversation today. So, because of the topic of grace, uh, graceful aging, uh, maybe the last question I will ask you is: Why is it, in your opinion, important for seniors to keep being busy but active in a good way to age gracefully? So, tell us your tips and your advice to get us in onto the right path.
0: Like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now
1: well from a medical standpoint they said that if we don't use our body then especially our brain our nerve cells then we'll uh, lose it it's use or lose it yes. so if we want our brain uh, to go on functioning it pays to keep uh, 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 to keep with our studies with our reading, with our interacting with people uh, from which we can learn much. And uh, they say that, you know, intelligent people have more interconnectivities of nerves, Mm -hmm. nerve cells in their brain. And so we should uh, make those nerve cells function and grow, not to lose uh, the growth of those nerve cells. So that's how we can keep as uh, young and a uh, well, not young, not in the physical standpoint, not even in terms of years, but uh, young in the sense that uh, we have uh, always bright hopes. Every time we wake up in the morning, we are thankful that we can still see the sun up and hear the chirping of the birds. That's more than good enough, and we say thanks. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is a nice kind of chat uh, in, in, in your times early in the morning, and you're already radiating good vibes, positive energy. So <laughs> really, uh, my, my, um, my super, super last question is, how do you think older people should cope with COVID-19? Uh, how, what should their disposition be? And um, should we be afraid of COVID-19 given your age? Well, as I said earlier, medical issues are always part of the aging landscape. And the more reason why older people should take good care of their health, especially in these times of COVID. So there are many protocols that have been brought out. By WHO, by by, by some, if you read Facebook, you will be uh, flooded with so many information guidelines on how we can beat COVID. And so, uh, elderly should be mind. Elderly should be more mindful of that. From washing their hands at least twenty seconds a day. Keeping themselves always clean, having that storage of alcohol in their house, inside and even outside, and of course taking care of the food they eat. Actually, now that there is quarantine, we have become more healthy in the food that we eat. Mm, that's uh, right. Because when there was no when there was no COVID, we would be eating outside and we would be eating most of the time unhealthy food yes but now we are taking care of our health we are very mindful of the food that we eat wow so So there's still some positives from (laughs) covid19 there's still some good things that came about as a result of us being stuck at home so anyway thank you very much for the time you have given me um in the show and um I really do appreciate your insights, valuable inputs, and very inspiring words. And hopefully when other people um, watch us or listen to us, they would feel that there is always something that good comes out of something that's probably not so good. And that old age is not a barrier for us to achieve yeah. a lot. Yeah? Yes. Just remember, retirement is not a finish line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the end of your life there are many things that you can still do not only for yourselves not only for your family but for your community as well that's right I agree totally 100% and um, if you don't mind if people are interested in, in your advocacy in your, your bidding and if, just in case they want to get in touch with you um, maybe they can contact me and I will reach out to you and link you up with them uh, the sure, meetings, sure. That's okay. All right. Uh, so thank you again um, for your time today. And um, as to close the show, I would like to ask the audience if they have any stories or topics that they wish to feature in the show. They can email me at at Tamut Sari is a member of the Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. And uh, please reach out to us via our Facebook page, Twitter account. And the podcast is also available via... Spotify and also through Apple Podcast, Overcast, Google Podcast, and many, many more. So, thank you again, Tita Mimi. This is not the end, because I'm going to invite you and Tito Pit in another episode. Um, so, let's wave to our uh, viewers goodbye for now, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next edition of Samudrari Conversations with me. Bye.
0: If you enjoyed this episode. Gorillapodcast.com.au or ph A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at